everybody, welcome to Game Goose. Today is January 30th, and this is episode 31. My name is Dan Curry. We are here in Frosty Frosty Lansing. Yeah, the minus the minus 20. Yeah, it was negative such. 13 on my way over here. Yeah. Uh, Very cold, so you'll hear the furnace in the background if you can hear it. I don't know if you can. Yeah, we apologize, but we need it on. <laughs> um... I'm here with Clinton Brower. That's you, my name. You've had work canceled due to the cold yeah, and everything. Yeah, I've worked one day this week because nice. of inclement weather. Nice. Yeah, it's too cold and too dangerous. To Have you outside. gone outside at all? Nope. I recommend that you stand outside for a second to just feel what negative 13 is like. I'm going to walk and get beer because I don't have to work tomorrow either. Right. So uh, there's something wrong with this microphone. i got to figure this out. Give me half a second. Okay. Should I talk to Neil? Yes. Okay, let's start, let's kick it to Neil in New York City. Warm, warm New York City <laughs> compared to us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, we're rocking a solid, I think, 19 degrees Ooh, here. It's supposed to be 19 degrees on Friday, and we're all looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, today our high was negative two, and tomorrow our high is, I think, two. So... Woo! Spring break! <laughs> yep, but it's supposed to be 50 degrees on Monday. Ah, uh, weather. So, I figured it out. Yeah? Was it not plugged in? No, it was plugged in. Everything was fine on it. It just was facing away from me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you had torn down the studio quotes. Yeah. So. Yeah, <clears throat> people came over, so. Oh, right. And last time I left it all up, everyone got mad because I was like, don't spill on it. And they were like, why don't you have it up? Just take it down. You know, we're going to spill on it. I was like, well, just, you're grown don't. adults. Just don't. <laughs> don't go near it. Don't put your beers on it. I apologize for stepping away and looking at my phone. Apparently our upstairs toilet will not flush now. Oh, so you're toiletless. Yes. <laughs> uh, it won't like flush or it doesn't have, like, it's not refilling. Um, I'm not sure. Oh, she says the sink still works, so it might just be something wrong with the toilet. My wife's not very good with that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, fingers crossed, because upstairs, upstairs it's pretty warm. Yeah. We have an addition on the back of our house that freezes right away. It's been frozen since it hit, like, 20 degrees. Yeah. So, all right. Um, anyway, check us out Facebook, Twitter, subscribe, comment. Hope you're warm out there. Yeah, I hope you are in sunny Malibu or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're just in Australia where it's the opposite of here because it's summer there. Oh, yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, Except it's probably like 120 degrees there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's like what I'm thinking about. I We have a friend that just moved to Arizona and I was talking to him. He's like, I won't tell you what weather we are having right now because I don't want to rub it in your face. I'm like, yeah, but in the summer when it's when you're boiling in your house, I yeah. won't feel too bad. <laughs> um. <clears throat> So, uh, what have you guys been playing? What's on? What's been on the old Xbox on the Switch? I downloaded Just Cause. Yeah, Just Cause Three. Just Cause. Yeah. <laughs> J U S T C U Z. Yeah, Just Cause. No, I bought. Or bought. I downloaded Just Cause. It's on uh, the old Game Pass. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been monkeying around. It's a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's yeah. in that same kind of vein of just go around and blow things up and shoot things. Mm -hmm. and, do ri absolutely ridiculous things like uh, crackdown. Right. He, I figured out the fall damage will never kill you. It'll just put you to like half damage, so you can fall from like three miles in the air, and he just like, 
<laughs> and then he like slowly stands up. Or you can like wingsuit into the face of a cliff at full speed and he just like bounces off of it. Nice. <laughs> so he doesn't take any damage from like <laughs> uh you know, full force trauma to the right. head. But uh no, it's a lot of fun. The grappling hook has been very enjoyable. You can hook two things together and then pull them into each other and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've played two. I don't think I've played three. It's but fun. They, yeah, the grappling hooks are. I got fun. little like booster, like like you attach them to things, and they're like booster rockets, and you can, so you can like attach them to cars and send the cars flying and stuff. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, my favorite thing was to ride on the cars and then grapple the car and then put the other on the ground so it'll drive. Then it, like it'll suddenly just like flip over. Yeah, yeah. those were good times. <laughs> I have no idea what the story is. I've skipped every cutscene. Oh yeah, there's I've, no point. Yeah, not. Not in the. It sounds like the exact same story as like every Far Cry, and <laughs> there's a bad guy. There's a bad guy, and you're helping rebels fight him. Gotcha. Like. Ah, yeah. Um, speaking of Far Cry, Neil and I beat Far Cry Five. Did you? Yep. Yes. Nice. Uh, well, Neil had already beaten the, it. Yeah, yeah, and I joined co-op to help Dan get through it. Not yeah, help. He could have done it alone. It's just a little more fun with a person. It was a lot more fun with you there, and like again, the story is not great. Like yeah. we we. I mean, I, it came out last February, and I played it, you know, probably half of it, because it's not that long of a game. What is it, 15 hours, maybe? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's not long. That's what most of them are, pretty yeah. short. Especially if you, I wasn't doing, like, any extra things. Because um, there's a lot of extra stuff in there. There's a lot of content if you really want to drag it out. But Yeah. Um, so, it's like, right when I started, someone died, and I was like, I don't even remember who this is. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I don't have any emotional attachment to this person. Like, the, everything's really fun, but man, I, I was not crazy about like the story's fine. It's just not complex or super interesting. Yeah, and the characters you don't really get a connection to any of the characters. Yeah, except for maybe the dog. <laughs> it's just like you don't see him enough. It's not like the characters are traveling with you or fighting along next to you. Or that you. there's any, like, yeah. Yeah, you just see him in the cutscenes, and it's like, okay, so I've seen this person, like, a total of eight minutes over the span of this game. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but it, it was a lot of fun. Um, it kind of piqued my interest in maybe the new one coming out, um, especially since it's only $40. Um, but we will see. I'm yeah, I'll be getting it games. for yeah. sure. I'm sure that I'll have it because my wife will buy it. It's only way. forty bucks. Mm-hmm. Do you have to like? You don't have to have the other one. Oh, so it's like was, a standalone slash expansion. I was looking at. It, I thought everything was like sixty bucks for mm-hmm. it. We actually looked it up. I think on the show a couple weeks ago. Oh, I don't know. I don't. Know. I was probably drunk. Because <laughs> <laughs> Far Cry Primal, I think, was a full sixty dollars release, and people were a little upset about it. Oh yeah, we did talk about that. And I then I think we found out this one's only forty. Yeah. So, other than that, we've been playing... I know we've all been playing the Overwatch Minecraft. event, and we've all been playing Minecraft. Played a little bit of Final Fantasy X, but I hit a boss, which is fine. I don't mind hitting a tough boss, um, but there's a cutscene right after you save and right before the boss. That's kind of long, yeah. and it's like sitting through that every time is like, oh, yeah. it's kind of brutal. I uh, Last week... Yeah, it was last week, and I just forgot to say it on the podcast. I... Uh, bought pillars of eternity right and i've been uh dabbling with that i haven't played much of it only probably two or three hours but it's been interesting so far i'm excited to see kind of where it goes what it ends up being it's kind of like did you ever play dragon age i never did i know neil has i did I've played and a i've watched 
Courtney play. Yeah, it's in the same kind of similar like real time uh, battle mm-hmm. kind of thing, and you can assign orders to your cohort, right, or whatever you want to call them, your team. Mm-hmm. And that's Obsidian, right? That makes that game. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The both Pillars of Eternity and Pillars of Eternity two. But yeah, I got the first one, and I've I was in the midst of my D and D. Whatever you want to call it, feast or famine, I guess, because we hadn't played in three weeks, and so I played it, and then as soon as or I got it, because it's kind of like a similar vein of fantasy and all of that. As soon as I got it, I was headfirst into five games of D and D. Right. So I haven't had too much drive to play it, but it's uh, it's sitting there waiting for me, and I'm excited to like really delve into it and see kind of what it holds. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I, those are something that's like always. I've always been interested, but like I said, try not to get a lot of games right yeah. now. So yeah, it's been out since like what 2014 or something. Yeah, maybe even earlier than that. Yeah, so it's an older game, but I'm excited to see kind of what it what it has in store for me. Um, anything else that you've been playing, Neil? Yeah, um, me and you got into some Halo Wars, two. Yeah. Um. That was a lot of fun. We found out we could play the campaign together. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about that. That game is a lot of fun. It's um it's really good. Um I I don't know how much I could like play of it, but I did I have enjoyed like jumping in for a game or two. Yeah. Yeah. I played the first boss, mm-hmm. uh whatever his name is, Decimus, and then stopped after that, but Gotcha. Yeah. Um I think I would play more of the campaign for sure. Because the campaign's a little different. It's not just the base full, building full and, RTS yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a fun little uh, there's a fun little horde mode we found. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. Um, there's, yeah, there's some interesting stuff in it. Like there's the oh, what is it called blitz mode? Yeah, that's like is, the horde mode. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm interested because we got really far in the horde mode without having any like good cards. You kind of unlock these cards. Yeah. Um, the odd thing for me is that you can buy. Like, so like, what you do is you have these cards and you build a deck of ten cards, and you don't build a base or anything. And like hordes of enemies come at you, and you play these cards in their units. And you're trying to defend these three like areas. Yeah. And um. The weird thing is, so we got really far. We got to, like, Legendary without any cards. We were just using the basic decks. So, like, we're wondering how far we can get once we start unlocking things. The weird thing for me is it's not a competitive mode. It's you or you and a friend. You can do a co-op. And against the AI. Every time. There's no way to, like, fight each other anything like that. And you can purchase the cards, like, packs of cards. Which is so weird because it's like, it's not like in Hearthstone, you know, I want to get good cards because I'm like climbing a competitive ladder. Yeah. And that game was like, why would I buy cards just to do better at this one thing <laughs> that's just a, like a, against the computer? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like a weird side thing. It's not even yeah. like the main call of the game. Yeah. It was, it's pretty odd. Like that's kind of weird. I thought that was kind of an odd aspect. When did that game come out? <clears throat> Um, it's been out for a minute. Um, I played the fr- the first one came out a long time ago, right? Neil, weren't we? Yeah, that came out just out yeah, after. That came out a really long time ago. Yeah, yeah, it w- yeah. It was when I was still in Michigan for sure. Yeah, uh, Halo Wars Two came out February twenty first, two thousand seventeen. So it's just hitting about its two year two year mark. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I forgot about Halo. That was good. Well, yeah, that was fun, and I beat Celeste. Oh, nice. How was the ending? You like it? Oh, it was super fun. It it, it was really good. Uh, I am, almost don't want to spoil anything for anyone that's gonna play it, but it's got oh, a for sure. It's got a great story. Um, each level brings in its own new mechanic, and then slowly, and then like the last level is you learning how to combine everything you've learned. Um, they do like kind of boss battles really well. Um, this I think no, I already said the story is fun. Uh, the animation is great. The music is great. If I would have finished it last year, it would have been one of the best games I've played last nice. year. I, I mean, it did definitely, uh, you know, it won some awards and stuff. So. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. in the most, top of most people's lists that mm-hmm. played it. And deservedly so. Nice. Um, I think that might be on my next... Uh, my, my next game after I beat Final Fantasy. I really need to sit down and, like, get done with Final Fantasy, but it is a kind of a marathon of a game. Yeah. So, um, let's see here. Okay, sorry, I apologize. I was just looking up another news thing I wanted to talk about. Um, Neil, do you want to take it away with gaming history, unless you guys thought of another game that you guys have played? Oh, I started playing uh, on my phone Pocket City. What is that? Uh, it's like a very boiled down SimCity slash... Uh, City Skylines kind of thing. Nice. It's not very good. No. It's highly rated. People say it's great. I've had no trouble. All I've done is build roads and sign the different industries, uh-huh. and residential and stuff, and literally had no thought or challenge to huh. it. So it might be more my speed because I had such an issue with... Sorry, there was almost just an accident outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough with the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, and I'm wondering, like, because I have played City Skylines a shit ton mm-hmm. and kind of like a lot of games like that. So I just kind of knew the basics of it and just went right into it. But I can't, like, I've just been like doing whatever without thought now, and I cannot get it to slow down on how much money it's giving me. Oh, wow. So, Interesting. Hmm. Maybe I have to try that. I haven't had it. You're I too had a good. Yet. I know. Yeah, I'm too smart. Way too smart. I'm just the best at all video games. <laughs> um, all right, Neil, you want to take it away with gaming history? Yeah, and uh, this is, you're going to see a theme here. Um, in uh, January January 29th, uh, 1998, uh, Square Enix uh, releases the Final Fantasy Tactics, Tactics video game. Um, and then, <laughs> two years later... In Japan, uh, uh, Square holds its uh, Square Millennium Party. I think it said Square Enix. I didn't mean to say Square Enix. They don't make Final Fantasy. Um, They hold a party for 10,000 guests and announce three new Final Fantasy video games uh, for release in Japan. Uh, Final Fantasy IV, Final Fantasy V, and Final Fantasy VI. Um, all, All coming within two years of that announcement. Oh, so wow. So that is why there are so many Final Fantasies games. Uh, yeah, popping out three that quick. Yeah, and then they also showed... And then they also showed a trailer for the Final Fantasy movie, which I didn't, didn't know existed. Yeah, people like that movie too, I guess. Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, uh, it's one of the video games... I- 
video game movies are interesting and maybe we'll have to do an episode on them but you know they're usually critically paint like destroyed but then there's always like fans of the series like them yeah so that one came out kind of in a weird time too when cgi wasn't great but it had pretty good cgi i'm pretty sure yeah the final fantasy games had pretty good cgi yeah at like for the time for sure now I look at it, I'm like, eesh. <laughs> but <laughs> especially even if, if it's redone, you know what I mean? I have the remastered, but cool. Um, January 30th, 2002, um, this is a sad day. Sega officially announces the discontinuance of Dreamcast. Mm. Yeah. That is the day it officially died. Well, that's sad. That is sad. I never... I played it. I used to go to Best Buy and play their Dreamcast. That's my only experience with it. My friend had it. We played Crazy Taxi. That's mm-hmm. all I remember. Yeah, I was a Sega uh, fan as a kid, so I remember. But I can't remember. So you said that was two thousand two. I yep. had an Xbox, I think, or I was about to have one. So you had already converted. Yeah. Anytime I hear Sega, I always think of the when you turn on the Sega, it's like Sega. Sega. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always think I don't know if you guys remember this. Uh, they would have commercials, and they're always really weird. Yeah. And at the end, it would just go Sega, like it would like yell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was one I distinctly remember, and I I can find people describing it, but I can't ever find like the YouTube video of it, which is always so weird. Um, where there's guys at a hot dog, they're at a ballpark, and they're eating a hot dog. And at the end, the hot dog grows a mouth and yells Sega. <laughs> it just sticks. I used to think it was so funny when I was a kid. I think it was for a baseball game. But man, I used to think that was so funny. And I've like searched anywhere, everywhere. Uh, you know what else is weird? Uh, so just speaking of commercials, not video game related, but just a challenge for everybody out there. You know the two great lazy boy chairs, one great low price. You know that? Yeah. That yeah. commercial is not on the internet anywhere. Yeah. I've it's spent, like I've lost. spent hours trying to find it. Yeah. It's like lost to time. There's a punk song. That someone made a punk song called that, and they. I don't. It. I don't remember this commercial, but you guys talk about it all the time. Yeah, so yeah. I've tried to find it. It's gone. Yeah. It's lost. So weird that something just cannot, just isn't on the internet. <laughs> all right, back to video games. Sorry, but Neil. there's a lot of things that just aren't. On the oh, for sure, but like something that we remember, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, January thirty first. To get back to our theme, nineteen ninety seven. Square releases uh, Final Fantasy VII. That's the big one that everyone loves. The uh, uh, re- remaster's coming out soon. It's on that's cloud. In 2002, Square... Oh, it is Square Enix. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure. It is Square Enix. Square Enix releases Final Fantasy... Oh, sorry. Five, six, seven, eight. Final Fantasy eight two. Yeah, it's they fun. do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So here, here's the reason why they do that if you're not privy to Final Fantasy. Every Final Fantasy is not a continuation of the other Final Fantasies. They're all standalone stories. They don't have anything to do with each other. So when Final Fantasy 8-2 or 10-2 comes out, they're direct sequels to whatever they came out with, That to the other one. They have the same characters and are in the same world. Otherwise, every Final Fantasy is a whole other story. That's gotcha. why. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah, so it, it seems confusing, and then when you're like here, you're like, oh, okay. It's just, like, it's weird. They could just call them, instead of numbers, it seems like they should have just gone with Final Fantasy and then the title, and that would have probably made more sense. 
since none of them stand together. But whatever. Isn't ten three kind of balk that trend though? Though it's just kind of its own thing. What was that? Isn't Final Fantasy ten three kind of its own thing? Is there a ten three? I think so. Maybe I'm thinking of ten two then. There's ten two, but that has some of the same characters. I don't know. I've never played a Final Fantasy. Um. I, I there's, okay. So people are talk, talking about Final Fantasy ten three, as a future release possibly. Okay. Because ten is also one of the more popular ones. Okay. Um. Maybe I'm thinking of ten two then. So ten two is in the same. Yep, and it's got Yuna and Riku and I think a new character, but they're all from ten. Okay. Yep. I haven't played. T- I played the ten two demo and really wanted it after ten, but um, then I switched to Xbox and Final Fantasy was PlayStation exclusive at the time. But Final Fantasy, all these Final Fantasy games are a bunch of them, um, if not all of them, are coming to Xbox One and Switch soon. So, um, yeah, I, can, I don't know when they departed, but I'm surprised you never played one, Neil, because I, well, I know you don't like Japanese stuff. That's it's kind of anime-y, but it's turn-based. It's like it itches that or scratches that itch for me, like the Pokemon kind of turn-based, and it's a little more. I don't like turn-based. You loved Pokemon though. Ah, uh, yeah, that might be nostalgia though. That's true. That's true. Um, I didn't know I like, any better. I mean, what other turn-based games have you played that you don't like? Um, I typically, I mean, I guess I like. Uh. I haven't played a lot of turn-based games. Yeah, I can't think of any. I, that's a, you're asking me on the spot. I can't think of any off the top of my yeah. head. Yeah, did you play that Marvel one on your phone? The phone Marvel one? Yeah, and I stopped playing it after a week, and I only liked it because they were all Marvel characters. Yeah, that one's alright. I like it because like there, it can be a lot of strategy to turn-based games. Um, more so, especially like with Pokemon, you only have one character out at the time, and you kind of just switch weaknesses. You know what I mean? Uh huh. When it's like three on three or whatever or three against one big boss there's a lot more choices and things to be made so gotcha. yeah for sure but all right sorry go ahead that's it yeah oh cool well then let's talk about upcoming games there's not a lot coming out that i thought was uh, worthy um except for friday february 1st war groove comes to switch xbox and pc um it is a spiritual successor to advanced or yeah advanced tactics tactics advanced no it's advanced tactics tactics and it will have cross play on release between those three and the playstation 4 um version is coming at a later date if it will have cross play at the time who knows all right let's get into some news i got quite a bit of news today i uh When's uh three? Kingdom Hearts came out Tuesday. Oh, it's already out. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think we mentioned that last week. Couldn't remember if we did or not. I don't think so. I can't believe I would have missed it, but I might have. It's come out and it has good reviews, so it's getting like high. We talked about rates. reviews it, but that was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I Maybe don't I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Whatever. Um. So. I know that we've talked about this. Epic has started a game store. People are not happy. People uh, are never happy. Yeah. Well, people. Some people are Just happy about it. Unhappy. With it. <laughs> uh, people. I mean, people. Developers are happy because it 
gives them more money um, and the split is better um, but so Metro had the new Metro is coming out it's made a deal to go exclusive on Epic and Steam uh, users are review bombing the other Metro games now um, so if you pre-ordered on Steam you'll get it but other than that it's just gonna go to Epic um, so people are super super upset that it's not coming to Steam yeah but I mean like it's so weird like I don't understand like instead of being angry my take why be angry at the developer who's making a good business choice and why not be angry with Steam who's taking all this money because they had a monopoly you know what I mean well I think part of it's because with Epic system is terrible there's no achievements there's no friends Mm. there's no messaging chat client there's no uh, offline play Gotcha. There's like just so many problems with their launcher that people are not happy. And I mean, Steam for like being its only competitor, which it's not. There's, I mean, there's Origin and Bethesda's things, launcher and, yeah. and Battle, uh, BattleNet. Mm-hmm. But uh, Steam is a good company for the most part. Like, yeah. I mean, they are fairly responsive to the community and right. Uh, they don't do kind of dumb shit that seems to befall other companies other right. than like the artifact launch which I think could have been avoided with some better communication yeah I think I was just reading the other day there's only like 10 players left or something like that of that game like it's yeah. pretty bad well they didn't they, they it came out they announced it really poorly and then they didn't push it at all after mm-hmm. that so yeah. I don't think anyone really cared yeah alright uh Speaking of that, this will be a little. This is a little interesting. So this is from Game Informer. So GDC, um, the Game Developers Conference, um, is happening soon. I can't. Let's see. Oh, it's March eighteenth to March twenty second. Um, so they did a state. They do state of the game industry and things like that. Well, they put out a um, survey to all these developers and have them answer it and go on with stuff like that. So there's some pretty interesting stuff in here. So 18%, the 4,000 developers were surveyed, 4,000 game developers, 18% of them said they're working on games for unannounced platforms, so next generation. So that's a pretty good amount. Uh, But out of all of those, only 2% of them say that the project is exclusive to next-gen games. So a lot of them are developing games that can run on both the current system and the next one. That's kind of how it goes, so usually Mm -hmm. around that time. That first one. So only 2% of them are working on things that are just for the next one. 16% 16% uh, yeah, say their projects are cross-generational. And then 46 of them said they're developing exclusively for existing ha- hardware. So, a lot more games coming for our current systems right now. Um, so, then on monetization, 50% of them responded that it's just did traditional pay to download. So, you pay, you get the game. 41% said it'll be free to download. So, and then, you know, how it goes after that. Nine percent said their games would include loot boxes, so that's not too many. Twenty-two percent and twenty-four percent said they would have the game through paid in-game currency or paid in-game items, respectively. So that's probably those free-to-play games. So still popular, but not as much of a big like about half, you know. Yeah. For everything, so Steam's the most popular uh, PC platform uh, for developers to sell their games on. 47% of developers still use Steam. 6% of 
but only 6% of developers feel Steam earns its 30% cut. Huh. So that's kind of related to the last one. So yeah. that's why a lot of people are making the choice to switch to Epic, um, even if gamers aren't happy. Well, I don't think... I mean, it's a choice they can make. I don't think you can force people over. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's one of those things where, like we talked about before, you start splitting things up, people are just going to start pirating. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yep. 32% feel Steam does not earn its cut. 27% say it probably doesn't earn its cut. <laughs> uh, and then, but... Uh, while that indicates future problems for St- Valve's storefront, 55% of developers say that 75% or more of their stale- sales come from Steam, which is way more than any other digital So they're thing. earning your cut. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> uh, 44% of workers say that they work more than 40 hours a week on games. Uh, the most popular reason is not because of their bosses, though. Uh, 10% said management pressure. 10% said peer pressure. said self-pressure. 47% think the workers in the industry should unionize, so almost half. Uh, Only 21% are optimistic about that happening. Uh, 77% of developers are male and 19% are female, which is a tiny bit of an increase from last year. Um, This is pretty interesting. 24% say their multi-platform games have sold best on the Switch. And 45% of developers consider Switch the platform that they are most interested in. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then 38% for PS4, 28 for Xbox One, and 60 for PC. Especially for, like, indie games. Mm-hmm. Like, that is kind of the indie console right now. And it's selling, like, wild, you yeah. know? And, you know, things like that. So, those are some interesting stats from the developers, I think. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. It's mm-hmm. interesting insight into kind of... What's going on in the world? Uh, and then this is interesting. I actually used this article for a school uh, project, but I wanted to talk about it. Video game industry, excuse me, revenue will take its first hit since 1995, they're predicting. Mm. So um, basically, except for they said that Nintendo and its Switch, they said like that's pretty much one of the only safe things right now. So because... It's just doing super well. It's selling well. It's getting a lot of games, things like that. Nintendo's doing super well. Other than that, um, basically, one of the main reasons is uh, the Chinese rules and laws and restrictions on games are becoming stricter and stricter, and that's such a huge market market um, that that's going to cause problems. And the fact that kind of all the big games came out last year and there's not really those big blockbuster games slated for this year you know there's not really god of war or red dead redemption um i'm a little iffy on that though because we've been talking about even on this podcast the trend to not announce games until just a couple months before they came out they come out you know think about how many games that were announced at e3 that just came out a couple months later by the end of the year so who knows you know there's a lot of games on the docket we don't know when they're coming out. They could hit this year. But the, just some of those trends said yeah. that they're uh, going <coughs> to lose probably about 1%. When's that space game year. come out? Bethesda's space game. Oh, the Obsidian space game. Is it Obsidian? Yeah, that's kind of looks like... Um, that's Starfield or something? Oh, Starfield. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Outer Worlds. No, Starfield. Starfield is uh, next gen. Okay. Yeah, so What's Outer Worlds? Outer Worlds is the Obsidian game that was just recently announced that looks a buttload like Fallout. 
and people are really excited for it. Good. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right, right, right. I remember. Yeah, and they were kind of taking pot shots at, mm-hmm. at Bethesda. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they couldn't make another. You know, so it looks really cool. But yeah, so who knows when those games are coming out? So that's always be inter- interesting. Um, but the mobile games are huge in China, and but they keep putting more restrictions on them. So yeah, it'll be interesting. But markets up and down. Once new gen comes, it'll be back up again. I'm sure. Exactly. And, yeah, and there, exactly. video games aren't going anywhere at yeah. this point. There's not going to be another video game crisis like in the late '80s. Um, yeah. Since we're talking about video game markets and stocks and stuff, so GameStop. This is from IGN. GameStop halts pursuit of buyer, and their stock plummets over 25 <laughs> percent. Did you see that meme on Reddit? Uh, was it the one it about was, the... It was like an alternative headline. headline. Yeah. It's like GameStop tries to sell itself and realizes it can only get $3.02 in in-store credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so they've been they've been looking for... They've been looking for a buyer. They've decided not to do a uh, to find one. It says GameStop's board has now terminated efforts to pursue a sale of the company due to lack of available financing on terms that were commercially acceptable for a perspective or to a perspective acquirer so it's gone yeah <laughs> uh they're still looking for a ceo um who's gonna ride the ship <laughs> yeah man i mean jason schreier tweeted about this and he was basically just saying like game companies hate them because they sell used games that's like what their main market is and gamers hate them because they opened games and played them and then sold them as new because they don't give you any money in store credit because they harass you around the store for all this stuff. He's like, who's going to miss GameStop? Yeah. It's like, nobody, dude. Like, that game just, or that place just drove itself into the ground. Yeah. No, I mean, you treat your you treat your employees like shit. You treat your customers like shit. You're not <laughs> yeah. going to, like, stick around. Yeah, that was... Uh, no one's going to miss you when you're gone either. No. I mean, it's... I miss the old days of it. Like I miss EB Games. That was like when it was cool. And then I think GameStop bought it, or that. I just remember EB Games having like RC cars and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I like that's the thing though. Like, just GameStop like doesn't have any fun in it. Like you know what I mean? It's weird. (laughs) Like, you're a video game store. Like when I come in, I shouldn't be like harassed for your like weird memberships and stuff. It's like I don't even like being here. It's like a freaking library. Like it's like. The shows on the TV are so, like, overproduced, and there's no, like, you know, the little GameStop thing. They're so overproduced, and it's, like, such a obvious marketing ploy. Like, there was nothing ever cool on that TV. Like, <laughs> it just, like, it's so weird. Like, it's just so anti, like, the anti feel of games. games. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. They just, it was very oddly put together. I think that if it was a cool hobby store, then it maybe would have had its place but they just focus so much on milking every penny that you get like yeah. we would gra- gra- or gladly give you our money if you weren't so pushy about it i feel like yeah yeah i mean it's one of those things it's like like game or comic stores and board game stores have kind of merged into a single entity now mm-hmm. and well i don't know how true that is actually I just know there's a lot around here that are kind of both. Yeah. But there's a handful around that aren't, that are just games. Yeah. Uh, But, I mean, you go into a kind of specialty hobby store, 
you can't be harassing the people. (laughs) (laughs) Generally, someone coming into a hobby store knows what they're after. Right. And they're not going to want to... And if they don't know, they're going to ask you. Right. Like, if you go into a board board game store and you're like, hey, can I help you with something? You're like, no, they'll leave you alone. Or if you're like, yeah, I'm trying to find a party game for like six to eight people, kind of light on the rules. They'll be like, oh, yeah, here's fucking XYZ and... Yeah, and I just felt like I never had those conversations with a GameStop employee after, like, 2007. Yeah. You know, like, it was always, oh, have you pre-ordered the new Halo? Yeah. Have you, do you have a membership? And, like, the membership was, like, not great. It was like, we get a magazine, cool, the internet's here, (laughs) number one. (laughs) Like, we don't, I don't need a magazine. Uh, and then it's like, you get 10% off used games and you get like whatever extra when I trade it back in. It's like, you don't give me anything when I trade my stuff in anyway. The extra yeah. 10% is nothing. Yeah. And same on the used Ooh, game. Plus it's like, what it was so much, it felt like it was way too much money yeah. for what they gave you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's one of those weird things of like moms were going in and buying games from it so it stuck around longer than it should yeah no kidding i thought because i i did uh work there for a little bit i thought it was going to be a lot of fun it was the worst job i've ever had yeah i mean it's a notoriously bad place mm-hmm. to work for like yeah. top ranked year after year like terrible place to work at any level in the company yeah for sure um let's see here uh this is there was a big piece of news kind of last week, but people really enjoyed it. It's from Game Informer, which was the GameStop magazine at one point. <laughs> I think still might be, but they have a website. That's why would I buy it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is exactly what I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> Metroid Prime 4, Nintendo is restarting the development of Metroid Prime 4. So they put out a video um, announcement that they are going to restart the development with developer Retro Studios, which made the original three Metroid Prime. So we've been hearing about Metroid Prime 4. There's even thoughts that it might come out this year. Nope. Nope. We're going to have to wait. They're completely restarting. Um, they That's said, good. I mean, I'm glad that they're mm-hmm. like, really, and I'm glad that they're in a spot where they can do that. Oh, for but sure. But I feel like Nintendo's kind of always been in a place where they can just be like, mm, fuck no, this is terrible. Let's, yeah, they, let's not yeah. Do this. they said it wasn't meeting qualities. Equality, but man, I mean, I've been on. Imagine, imagine EA doing that. Right? Yeah. There's no, they no would never way. do it. Yeah. No. Deadline, 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 deadline. Yeah. Um, but that's what I mean. I was just browsing Reddit. Overwhelmingly positive. Oh like yeah. They're being so transparent. Yeah, you just tell people about it. People will be like understanding. Oh, hell yeah. yeah! Like I want a good game. Right. I yeah. want Metroid to be what I remember Metroid mm. to be. And Nintendo's. I mean, Nintendo's. That Nintendo saved the game industry by being about quality. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. they haven't really let that go. Um, they've made a couple of missteps in selling their hardware. Yeah. But their games have never had issues. But the hardware's never been bad either. It was no. just bad marketing. marketing. Yeah. Yeah. The Nintendo Wii didn't is. didn't understand what it was about. Yeah. I loved my Nintendo Wii. Yeah. It was a great. I liked playing on it too. Yeah. It was a really good system and it had good games that are now just moving over to the Switch that are, you know, making and that are great. And, you know, people love the GameCube, but the GameCube was also a marketing failure. Yeah. And, um, and the 3DS, I mean, it, it, it started really terribly, but it picked up. Um, yeah. Well, it's cause it's only handheld. Mm hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's an interesting yeah. thing. But, yeah, 
I mean, this is this is a cool move, and I hope other d- companies see it and yeah. see how the positive reaction. I mean, it, it takes kind of a stuff. lot. It takes a lot of corporate mm-hmm. power and money to be able to do that. Yeah. Oh, for sure, Nintendo. But, yeah, I read something like Nintendo could have a disaster like the Wii U like twenty times over before they're even close. Oh, especially <laughs> yeah. now with the Switch, like yeah. how much money they've got off the yeah. Switch. Like that thing's been crazy successful. So. Yeah, and the games. But I mean, yeah, Nintendo is a well-run company that has not just blown their money on whatever. They've have a large pile of war chests that they can. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can you imagine? Like, that was just you know Bethesda. With Fallout 76, which I was going to put the news in there. There was another whole misstep, but that's not even news anymore. Um, it's just par for the course. Yeah. Can you imagine if they would have come out and be like, hey, 76 is not up to our standards. Up to our standards. We're going to wait a year. Like, that just didn't happen. Which was so weird because it was one of the games. They announced at E3 and came out a couple months later. Yeah. No one was even like waiting for it or expecting it. Yeah. They could have just still. Yeah, they could have just taken it. six more mm-hmm. months. And not still announced it at E three. Yeah, like, no one would have been that thought that was out weird. In, coming out in July. <laughs> no one ever would have thought that was weird. But I've never played Metroid Prime. I've played not much of it. Mm-hmm. No, that's the first person Metroid, right? Yeah, that's, that's the one cool. that's on GameCube, I believe. Maybe the that's first the one part. I played, and I really liked it. I know there's one, at least one for Wii. Maybe it's the one on Wii. Then I don't know. Because I've yeah, only ever played the one on GameCube. Gotcha. I'll check it out. All right, this one's also a Nintendo one. Um, current Game Informer, Nintendo president says they are not considering a Switch successor or price cut yet. So um, yeah, why would they? Yeah, no, it's still sounding like crazy. Yeah, and three hundred dollars isn't like wild. That's pretty normal for a new game system. Yeah. Um, there were rumors that this year we were supposed to get there's supposed to be a new version of the Switch, um, and they're squashing that. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, which I mean, in a way, like I'm always whenever a new version of a console comes out, I'm always like, dang it, you know, because like you get the console early, and then like the better version comes out, and you're like, if I just would have waited a year or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, um, like yeah, I still have an OG Xbox One, and yeah, so but I haven't had any problems with my Switch. Some people complain like of thi- like the battery the overheating died, and stuff. Yeah, but, but that's replaceable. It's yeah. not the actual thing. So, um, yeah. So there's that. Uh, speaking of issues, Bioware is giving away a free Javelin skin after the Anthem's troublesome demo. Some people couldn't play the demo, they couldn't log in. Um, <laughs> it actually crashed like, EA's servers and like it affected like FIFA and things like that <laughs> over the weekend. Um, so if you had issues with the demo, um, or I mean if you just tried to play the demo, they're going to give you a free skin. Um, so, but people the, people that played it said that it was fun so far. As I was say, what's the kind of whatever surrounding it? The for what I've seen the most, the data. Was, yeah. Besides, um, for what I've seen the most is kind of the same reaction to Spider Man. That like just moving around is fun. Like All right. the flying, yeah, they're like the, just like, flying is cool. Booster packs, or whatever. yeah. So that's what I've seen most of is people yeah. just being like flying is awesome. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested in checking it out and seeing what it is. Mm-hmm. I, it's like one of those things. Like I only want to get it if I have someone to play with. But yeah, and it just looks so much like a looter, and I can get real into like, like I can like a grindy like Destiny kind of thing, and I, 
that turns me off pretty hard. So yeah. I'll have to see exactly what it's like. Yeah. No, I'm interested because I was looking at some of the stuff and it's like they're supposed to be like kind of individualized kind of stories throughout and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, because it's a Bioware kind of thing. So they, they're they saying that it's supposed to have a, a story even yeah. though it's like this multiplayer game. Yeah. It'll be interesting how those merge. Yeah. Um, here's a report. Apple is considering game publishing in a subscription service, much like Game Pass or whatever. So that's just uh, that's a rumor. But there's five sources have indicated that they're approaching developers about the idea of a subscription plan for games. For phone? For iPhone? Um, there's no one knows. So okay. I don't know if it's going to be for Mac. It'd have to be for iPhone. Maybe. No one makes games for Mac. That might be why they're approaching developers, you know? Yeah, that's true, I guess. I mean, there are games for Mac, obviously, but... Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying there aren't, but there are uh, not as many as... Yeah, just PC. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, that would be that wouldn't be too bad, because I have, like, my laptop can't handle... Well, this one I'm sharing with my wife now is a little more powerful than the one I had, um, but... It's sometimes I sit down. I'm like, oh, what games are for Mac? And it's kind of hard to find those. And I guess I can just look on Steam. But if there was like a subscription, because I don't always feel like well, I want to pay them, especially if I'm like, I don't know if this is even gonna work on my my Mac, you know? Yeah. Um, I would I would check it out, play a couple more games on my Mac, especially if there's things that I can't get on console. Yeah. Maybe Spore will not, come to it. <laughs> Spore's such a bad game. Spore is a good game, Spore man. Spore is a terrible game. Spore is a great game. It's a terrible. I was game. so excited for Spore, and then I, my little kid brain just did not. It didn't compute. I wasn't. That was not a fan. I don't think it was I your brain. It. I think it was just a bad game. It has an eighty-four percent on Metacritic. It has eight out of ten from GameSpot, and I don't know what Common Sense Media is, but they give it a five out of five. Not very common. That game is terrible. Have it's you played? So actually played it? Yes, I've played Spore. I played the crap it's out of it. So bad. It's so cool. It changes genres, <laughs> which is super awesome. I love that game. That game is terrible. I love it. It's so bad. It's our next episode. Just arguing about Spore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do want to play Spore. I should put it on my list. Um. Smash Brothers Ultimate went to 2.0 and they added Prana Plant. Did you you uh I haven't. Oh, but I think you have to tell tomorrow to do it. Do what? To um put in your code to get Prana Plant. Oh, I've already done that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you haven't played. Sorry. Yeah. Uh and they actually gave out an enormous list of patch notes. Yeah, that was interesting to see. They yeah. listened. Yeah. Yep, so they have every single change to um, everybody, I haven't taken a look yet, but it looks like Sonic's changed, so I need to check that out. Um, but yeah, so they actually gave patch notes, which, what? <laughs> Nintendo? You're doing, you're acting like a game developer? Well, don't do that, Nintendo, because... <laughs> yeah, don't act, do all the good things you keep doing, and then do all the other good things. Just become the super giant that you were always really truly meant to be. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. I wanted, I've seen, I watched a couple videos of Prana Plant playing today. He looks like fun. I definitely want to check him out. Maybe we should play after this. Um, we haven't played in a while. Um, and this one's a little fun one to end with. A French man was sentenced to four months in prison for replacing a PS4 price tag with a $10 fruit sticker. 
<laughs> that's prison time? Well, he was 19. Well, I guess it's fraud. He tried to do it twice. Oh, did he? Yeah. I didn't I didn't see the two times. Yeah. But he was 19. He got a PlayStation off the shelf. He walked to the fruit section, weighed it, printed out a price tag, and then tried to buy it for the price of a six-pound bag of produce. Successfully the first time. Oh. And yeah. then sold yep. it. Oh. I sold see. it for 114 bucks for a train ticket. Went back the next day to try to do it again, and the police were there waiting for him. That's so funny. Yep, that's exactly exactly what it says. Um, yeah, it's almost like I read it. Yeah, you did. I was just gonna read it because I was like, oh, this is short. I can just read it on air. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty. I like that he was like, I'll pay for the price of it. Like, <laughs> I'll pay for the, the how much it weighs. How much I'll pay for the his price in yeah. potatoes. That's really funny. <laughs> That is random. Worth its weight in potatoes, the PS4. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that that's it for the news. We're going to take a quick little break and warm up our little feetsies. <laughs> the look that Clinton just gave me when I said yeah. that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> he was looking out the window. <laughs> and then I said that he just turned slow, like kind of slowly <laughs> turned his head to be like, what the hell? Anyway, we're going to go take a break and we'll be back. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, Today, for our main topic, Neil did a little bit of research. Heyo, and I am going to take you all on the magical journey of addiction. (laughs) So we're going to talk about video game addiction today, uh, which is... In uh, our tech-obsessed world, where technology is getting harder and harder to avoid, um, obviously in the in the in its early years, people had problems with computer addiction in general, and then the internet became more accessible, and then the internet became basically you can get addicted to everything. Um, but as video games become cheaper and cheaper, and more prevalent, and available on more platforms. Um, and especially to the use to, to kids who grow up who, like, I, I don't know, there were probably 10, there were 10, 12 years of my life where video games weren't an option. Like, I, I, I didn't have, I don't remember when I got an N64, but that was my first thing. Um, this, but a lot of kids have grown up and they played Minecraft before, you know, before they were in middle school or before they were, while they were in element elementary school got it up um <laughs> but what i'm saying is it's it's becoming more and more prevalent and uh it, it's uh also um what was a weird article i read the uh, read the other day youth sports uh participation is going way down um based on a whole number of things price of gear yada yada um, but this is just another activity that s- parents are worried about, and uh, it's also something that a really busy kid could, a really busy parent could just be like, "Yeah, just go sit down in front of the computer, play play games, just go play games." I I, I gotta I gotta earn money so I can feed you, uh, and at very early ages, uh, that can lead to problems. And but we're gonna talk about it for all ages, and so let's start. With the basics, um, obviously the study of addiction has been around for a very long time. Um, you can get addicted to damn near anything. Uh, certain people are 
there are genetics involved. Uh, if your father is an alcoholic, you are more uh, likely to become an alcoholic. Um, it's not a for sure thing, but it is, it's in your code. Um, but there are two main types of addiction. Uh, there's the obvious, which is substance. So an, uh, like an outside agent, alcohol, cocaine, meth, um, anything you're putting into your body. Uh, changes. Did you just call it cane? I said cocaine. Oh, it, it, was, it must have cane. just cut out on our end. And you were yeah. like, cane, meth. Yo, us New Yorkers, just uh, we just call it cane. Yo, you got You, got you, you ain't got no time to add that co in. It's just cane. It's just cane. I was like, it's what just, is this just, slang? It's just cane, man. We ain't got time for your bullshit. Uh, so, yeah, that's a substance uh, addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, what we will be talking chemical effects yeah i mean yes yeah well outside is things that alter your body's chemistry what we're going to be talking about is a behavioral addiction things like uh like gambling uh pornography uh and video games so things that aren't necessarily substances but activities that can cause your body to change its own uh to change its own chemistry within itself without an outside agent um, so, uh, it's, it's thought to be, it's largely psychological where substance is chemical, uh, behavioral is more in your brain. Yes, it does cause your body to release, uh, dopamine mainly, um, which, but that's a natural agent. It's not like putting, you know, whatever's under the sink and in, in a pipe and smoking it. Uh, don't, don't do that. If no one do that, uh, in 1998, so early years of video games, uh, a study found that video games can, uh, raise the level of dopamine in someone's brain about a hundred percent. So you could double it. You could double the dopamine in your body playing. What's a 1998 game? Doom. Uh, yeah. And that was obviously really. <laughs> I don't know well, why. <laughs> I was just sitting doom. here listening to you. Doom. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, not a lot of the studies are ongoing, mainly, and I'm going to say this again at the end of the episode. This is just now becoming more and more of an issue, and people are realizing we really need to study it. Yeah, didn't um, the um, didn't they just uh, name it on like on some big mental health thing? We will they- get to that. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm 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 getting ahead of myself. Shut up, Dan. <laughs> Doom also came out in 1993, so you could still be playing it, but. Well, yeah. So this was it was a study done in 1998, so they could have oh, used gotcha. that okay. game or any game that came out a couple of years before that. And what the person who brought up that study said is, uh, the the mechanics and gameplay and things we've added to video games since then have come so far. We wouldn't be surprised if that 100%, so double your dopamine, has now gone to 200, 300%, which is equivalent, well, there's no way to, it's not a straight equivalency, but is to the certain, to the certain psyche and body chemistry is a shot of heroin or, you know, a a couple shots of liquor. Well, that's interesting though, because it's like then. So he's saying it could be more now because of what games look like and like the different things. But I don't know, because it depends. Like I'm a platformer guy, 
So I probably get more dopamine for. I mean, you know, it's always gonna be different for different people. I get probably more dopamine from Super Mario Brothers three than I do from like Mass Effect. You know, it's so teach their own. Much. But then you yeah. also think about like Hearthstone. You open a pack and you get that one legendary. You really oh yeah, need. that's a gambling thing too. You know. That, yeah, and yeah, that's like and, a whole uh, other section of the games. Gambling is another behavioral addiction. I don't know mm-hmm. if I mentioned that. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, psychiatrist Michael Brody set forth uh, these are criteria for an addiction uh, or someone who is an ad- addict. Um, a person needs more and more of a substance or behavior to keep their equilibrium. So to keep themselves in where they feel comfortable as a person. Um, or uh, if the person does not get more of whatever substance, they become irritable and or depressed. So mm-hmm. not doing this activity noticeably changes your mood and lifestyle. Uh, and then Dan spoiled this, but uh, internet gaming, dis- <laughs> it's called internet gaming disorder. And as of 20, I think it was late, it was 2017, maybe late 2016. Uh, it was included in the DSMV, which is kind of the, it's the gold standard reference book for, uh, mental disorders and mm-hmm. conditions. Uh, right. My brother-in-law is a music therapist, and he talks about. Well, he doesn't. Uh, he's not just rattling off a, <laughs> uh, disorders and stuff. But th- this is where he goes to reference some of his patients Got and to see what he what they may have, and it'll tell you like what else it's uh, it it goes along with. So yeah, I apologize. It's, it's officially oh, oh, recognized. Yeah, it's officially no, recognized. It. I just uh. Did you read, I don't want to get ahead of you again, did you read anything about the backlash about that, um, Get it making the that list? The World Health, it was World Health Organization, right, that, that puts that together? Uh, that I don't know. I didn't read it. I didn't see anything about that. Gotcha. I did see, I did see there is a lot of backlash about, okay, people, people are just now claiming, claiming to be addicted to, to anything that's yeah, yeah. slightly causing their life to change mm. as is kind of a cop out. Gotcha. It's like uh, when people thought psychiatrists were over uh over diagnosing kids with ADHD. It's like, right. okay, they don't all have it. That's kind of like so when this happened, I don't have this article in front of me and I haven't done any research, but just something um to think about. I read uh a, a couple of psychologists had come out against the gaming disorder because of a couple things. First, you know, people are going to over, over, um, diagnose it, number one. Um, and number two, they think that because you can get addicted to anything, just putting it on gaming was kind of the wrong call. Um, because, you know, you can do it with any kind of behavior. You can do it with Netflix or anything like that. And so they kind of thought it was the wrong call. And they said that when you do something like this, it kind of causes panics among panic among parents. And um, a lot of studies have shown that gaming isn't any worse for you than anything else. And a lot of times it's actually better for you than watching a movie or something like that because it actually stimulates your brain. Movies kind of, you kind of take a backseat. And so they're not any worse, but it might cause panic among parents. And they said that while it's getting better, some gaming like you know if you're like a nerd and you play games or whatever like it adds this extra stigma that's already kind of 
put on nerds and it can be really bad for kids. Like if they enjoy games and their parents are giving them like a hard time, a hard time about them enjoying games, it can cause developmental issues. So I, if I can find that article, I'll send it to you or something like that. But it, it was pretty interesting that they were against this being put on there. Absolutely. Uh, I would 100% agree with that. Um, we'll get into some disorders that come from too much gaming, though, especially in early childhood. Yeah. Um, there are definite downfalls, uh, and I do think it is something that needs to be recognized. Um, but uh, Elizabeth Hartley, Ph.D., um, she is she heads up a... Oh, I forgot to write it down, damn it. But she heads up a an institute in Canada that was basically started to combat internet addiction. I think they had a uh, uh, emphasis on gambling, internet gambling. Um, but I th- she's uh, she's about to say what I've already said. Uh, internet and computers have become more accessible. They're uh, very integrated into our lifestyle. Uh, they become very hard to avoid, even if, like, avoid seeing, obviously, playing is a whole different story, um, but y- you're always going to be exposed to it in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, video game addiction is no different than the rise of internet and computer addiction, uh, It and it's also benefiting from, on the flip side of what you just said, the acceptance of, I'm going to call nerd culture, but as uh, video games are becoming more and more open to everyone and people are kind of easing up on the hey you geek hey you nerd stuff like i don't you know jocks play world of war or not world of warcraft play call of duty and stuff like that right um it's roping in even larger demographics or like i uh, think farmville when it came out for your parents my mom had a problem <laughs> 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 Your mom Sorry. got into Farmville? Oh my god, she was like texting my dad when she knew he was home to watch her crops and stuff. <laughs> That's pretty funny because in that book that I talked about last week, they were talking about how those kind of games were targeted towards older women. Uh, specifically. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure they did. Yeah. Yeah. My mom um, loves Candy Crush and games mm-hmm. like that. She's got some farm thing that she's playing now too sometimes i'll look at my mom's phone i'll see if she has games i'm like you sneaky mom <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that you sneaky mom it's from that's that jimmy kimmel video okay but she had like this one called pac-man panic i'm like oh miss i don't really game but anyway uh a couple stats for you um i think this poll was conducted in 2017 so the numbers have probably changed a little bit but not much um, an estimated 155 million Americans play video games in some capacity. Uh, just so you know, there's roughly 320 million of us, so that's about 47% of us play video games. Wow. Um, and of that 47%, 42% play three hours or longer each week. Uh, 43 hours or longer? No, three hours. Oh, sorry, I... You keep cutting out today. I think it's all the snow. <laughs> so I keep getting weird. Three hours, or more, three hours or more a day? Three hours or more a week. Oh, a week? Oh, yeah. Easy. That's not even Easy. that much time. Easy, yeah. Exactly. Uh, the average length of... Uh, uh, the average time an American will be... One of these people will spend playing a video game is 13 years if they live an average lifespan. 
huh. which I, I we will probably go above thirteen years. Yeah, <laughs> that's like just more than thirteen. Yeah, years. that if there's if there's that's like just playing like twenty five minutes a day. That's like not even. Yeah, that's not a lot at all. Yeah, I thought that was an odd number. They just wanted, I bet they just wanted some number that was close to 50%. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh yeah, look at this huge number, guys. Fund us. Uh, so let's talk about uh, who becomes addicted. Um, obviously, anyone. But there definitely is a target audience of people who are more uh, predisposed to have this addiction. Um, mm-hmm. Studies show that up to 15% of video game players meet the criteria for addiction. So see that that's about, so much. Fifteen <laughs> percent like of one hundred fifty-five million. You do the math. That's a good amount. I mean, those numbers yeah. aren't ex- exact, but that's still that's a lot of lives. Yeah, but if you um, think no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it might be overdone because I mean, it, like, if an addiction is it really ruining their lives, or like, is it people like us? Like, we play games probably every day, you know. And like, oh yeah, absolutely. But because like it's our hobby, it's one of our main things that we do. These guys are, are these guys are going to talk about all these number numbers with their medical standards, and mm. I'm I'm going to go through and tell them why I disagree with a lot of it. But also, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have a little note. Um, this episode will just be us convincing our viewers they that we don't have a problem. We don't have a problem. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but I mean, like, I I don't disagree that video game addiction exists obviously people do have problems and things like that and it ruins their lives but i think there's just a lot of people i don't know that that addiction is just to ruin your life it's just to affect it in some way yeah yeah true yeah not ruin your life but makes it negative i definitely think it affects our lives negatively at times when we stay up too late playing one more round of overwatch (laughs) one more round of overwatch and then you're dragging ass all the next day for sure for sure like tonight or like last night, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, last night I didn't think I was gonna go to work today, so that's because that... you were drinking. <laughs> I'm not going to work. And then I woke up and I was like, "Oh no, I have to go to work." <laughs> I didn't have to, and I don't tomorrow. Nice, nice. Um, like no, yeah, I think I don't know. I just like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, but people do that with lots of things obviously but anyway go ahead yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna get into that i mean this yeah. is the medical association association says like an alcoholic is someone who can drink six beers a day four times a week or something and it's like yeah, yeah i mean i it depends on the beer <laughs> <laughs> depends but, on the uh, week yeah <laughs> exactly so 15 percent of this population meet the criteria that doesn't okay. mean they they all at, are addicts it just means they have they're checking the box. They're at risk. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So heavy game use by the, I'm just going to call them the AMA now, American Medical Association, um, is defined as uh, playing for more than two hours per day, which is, uh, depends on your hobbies. Come on. Uh, <laughs> uh, yet estimates that the amount of time gamers spend um Maybe from six to twelve hours per week. I think we're more in that category. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also suggest that uh, that active gamers will spend about a quarter to half of their leisure time playing video games. And I'm like, fuck yeah! Why are you poking into my leisure time? <laughs> yeah. What else am I supposed I'm, to do? I'm leisuring over here. <laughs> yeah. Let me just leisure. Got my leisure suit on. Yeah. Call me Larry. <laughs> Call me Larry. <laughs> 
and here's where I, I'm going to allow us to fight back a little bit. Uh, I don't think we're all addicts. Uh, we can't solely look at game time or time spent gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to look at, uh, and they are as well, they're looking at uh, the function it is serving the individual. So uh, what are people getting out of this? I think, uh, obviously, I'm very separated from a lot of my great friends, uh, Clinton and Dan, and my brother-in-law, Matt. And video games is a great tool for me to keep in touch with them and talk about everything under the sun. It's not just the game. Mm -hmm. Um, It serves a very needed social purpose for me. Um, uh, But uh, obviously more research is needed. Currently, there are two categories of gamers that are most likely to become addicted, and those are MMO, uh, MMO players. Yeah. So wow, and gamblers because it combined is combining two different addictions. Right. Uh, <laughs> That's interesting with the MMO thing. I wonder if that has to do with the social aspect or the fact because like you know you're trying to get things and show other people what you've done. Right. It's like about achievements. Right. Yeah, anyway. that's. No, uh, I mean, it's a social, it's a social thing, and it's a. I mean, it's a, it's hitting fifteen different things that your brain loves. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's got social, it's got rewards, it's got. Just, I mean, I, like it occupies your brain, and you mm-hmm. like have things to do. So, I mean, yeah. it's kind of firing on all cylinders there. So. Never got into yeah. MMOs. Uh, I agree with that. Obviously, everybody knows. Uh, uh, wow addicts or um, I mean even so much so you can go to reddit and go to our no wow and it's just a group of people going uh, 13 days clean I thought about it today yeah yeah there's a I, whole subreddit about I gaming turn my, and I don't want to make fun of that at all yeah. like I, I know that some people it might be really hard uh, yeah. but uh, I wanted to add my own little question here they they name online gambling and MMOs, I, I'm thinking with competitive gaming on the rise, like, you know, Dota, League, Overwatch, all very social games in their own right. I'm, they're not as passive, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but now there's a professional aspect to it. Um, but And also, there's since there's the professional aspect to it, there's, there's scrimmages and there's actual... Right practice like when did we play a game in middle school and go oh yeah it's time to let's work on this mechanic right right we've never been that type of gamer but they're out there and that feeds into the addiction yeah but it's like interesting because it's like well what would we consider a basketball player addicted to playing basketball exactly my point like right if you took the back if you took a basketball away from a basketball player and said no you can't touch a court for a year they might be they might get depressed you know Oh, it took away sure. their passion. It happens um, with same with same with the musician, same with an yeah. artist. It happens with comics a lot. Like comics that uh, my but one of my buddies who uh, does stand up, um, he hits he does a lot of stand up, and because due to the weather and everything like that, this week he hasn't been on for almost a week. He'll be it'll be over a week, and he's like Jones and for stage oh, time. Oh, for sure, man. And I mean, I used to be like that. I've step back from it because you know other things come around and when it starts to negative impact, negatively impact your life sometimes you'd make changes but um but yeah he's like real like he was like gonna drive to Kalamazoo tonight from Lansing 
And I was like, dude, don't do it. He's like, no. And then they canceled. And then, but it was like, this is like a, I was like, it's dude, it's not worth it for freaking seven minutes and no money. Like, yeah. But he and really when he ends up it. in a snowbank, there's your moment of clarity. And that <laughs> oh, it's calm. for sure, for sure. That's, That's dangerous <laughs> night to end up in a snowbank. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a booking agency offered me a buttload of money in a hotel to drive an hour today, and I was like, nope. nope. <laughs> they must be desperate. Oh yeah. They were. They offered me probably about three times more money than they've ever offered me for this for <laughs> anything of that, and I was like, ooh, no. <laughs> 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 I was like, who is having a show? Yeah. Though it was North, our North, and they were like, "Who cancel your comedy show?" <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Cancel your comedy show. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Um, uh, I think why I'm also gonna throw Minecraft in here because a lot of more more children play Minecraft mm-hmm. than than World of Warcraft, but I think both of those games, and I am not a huge WoW player. Mm-hmm. But you're not also you're not always raiding and doing you know the most strenuous, um, intense fight of your life. There are all right. there are also very passive aspects to that game, like yeah. In Minecraft, you could just get on a boat and it right. and sail for an hour or two. Um, yeah. And I think it's actually the more the more passive aspects of these games that are alluring that allow for much longer playing sessions where. Where, like, we can play Overwatch and be really into competitive, and then we lose, like, two games in a row, and I go, okay, yeah, like, I'm my attention, yeah. yeah, my attention's dead, I'm not performing, let's step away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's those games that Minecraft, have, like, a loop. It's like, I, I just got this one more project, just mm-hmm. one more project. No, it's games that project. have a loop, um, like, I'm sure, I, I, there's definitely games that I've had some kind of addiction to, for sure, and all those games have some kind of a loop some kind of thing that like, okay, I'll just do the loop one more time. I'll just do that one more time. The one that comes to mind for me is Stardew Valley. It's that, that day cycle where you get up, you do everything you want in that day. And then you have like a longer project you're working on or whatever. Like that was really easy to stay up too late to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. You realize like, (laughs) I checked out these little boxes, but then, In checking off these little boxes, I realize I'm only two days away from my big box. <laughs> right? And wouldn't that be so cool to hit? And then you hit your big box, and you're like, "Yeah, well, well, I, okay, hold on, I gotta see what this does." So one more day, and my, then you realize yeah. what it does, and you're like, "Oh, I can do this. I'll do that tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the big thing for me. Like, even the loop is so easy in that game because you go to bed, and the trick is when you go to bed turn off the game when you turn when you go to bed in yep. the game turn it off because what i would do is i go i'm just gonna walk out the door water my plants and see what things have grown and then i walk out and be like well i'm already out here i might as well just water them and then that whole day's gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was that was i think that was one of the games that i started to slightly become addicted to for sure so yeah i i uh, we're gonna get we're we'll get back into the the heart of it now, but mm-hmm. just to take it back, I I think when you're when you hear some of these numbers, mainly think uh, let's look at how this affects the individual individual more than how much time they spend playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kimberly uh, Kimberly Young, uh, PhD. Oh, this is the clinical director of Center for Online Addiction. 
Gotcha. Uh, so it's compulsive gambling meets uh, a lot of addiction criteria. She's seen, and I've heard horror stories from the from the parents uh, at my job. All my bosses have multiple children mm-hmm. um, who are far younger than us. Right. Um, she's seen severe withdrawal um, oh. in game in. She says game addicts, um, and I'm sure, I'm I'm sure she she has seen that, but she's specifically talking about a child here, right? Um, and I don't want to call a child an addict. They don't know better. Like they can't. They just have something that they really like, and they don't understand why their parents aren't letting them do their favorite activity. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, Fortnite's a big thing right now. There's even like for Fortnite like. Oh, I hadn't thought about Fortnite. Yeah, oh, yeah. huge. Um, yep. I mean, you can play it on your phone in class now. There's the number one problem. Oh yeah, uh, not being but like not having a place that you can get away from it. Yeah. Is a thing. Uh, but she's seen all the symptoms in uh, video game addicts that she has in uh, drug uh, drug drug addicts: anger, violence, depression. Um, uh, she, uh, she's seen many children refuse to eat and sleep mm-hmm. uh, after their parents take their. They're uh, like a good old fashioned tantrum, but oh. over this, over, you know, over getting their, their game taken away, but really it's inside their head going, no, you need to do this. No, you just need to do this to be happy again. Right. And they don't even realize it, which is why I don't think she should be calling these kids addicts. Like, yeah, I mean, but I guess even if you don't realize it, it doesn't mean you're not one. You know what I mean? I think, yeah. we know, I think we've all met addicts that don't realize they're addicts of different things. Absolutely. I, there's a, I am I using the term. Right now. <laughs> I didn't have I'm, to think that hard. <laughs> I'm using the term realize differently. Like they're not, they don't understand the concept of addiction. Right, right. Yeah. Like yeah, it's okay. not a bunch of kids going, I can stop whenever I want. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, uh, but I, and I, and I scrubbed through this BBC doc. Uh, this, it's on the internet. It's just a two-parter. I think each part's like 15 minutes. Um, there was a British kid, Chris Dandro. He looked he, uh, he looked like he was in his mid-20s. Pretty young guy. Uh, and this, this was shot in 2010. Uh, he was hard into Warcraft. Um, and World? World of Warcraft? Yeah, World of Warcraft. Okay. And uh, his parents noticed a difference in his behavior. He was getting testy. He was uh, staying up way too late and then refusing to go to school. Uh, And they tried talking to him about it. Nothing changed. So they they were uh, their 40, 50-year-old parents. They didn't really care about the internet. They shut it down. Um, After the kid realized that, he went into a screaming rage, uh, kicked through his sister's door, and his father had to restrain him. He said, almost hold me to the ground. He's clearly trying to go through steps to fix that. Right. Um, wow. But yeah, uh, so it everybody is predisposed to something. You know, mm. it could be, I don't know, I'm sure somebody is addicted to popping balloons. Isn't there that show, My Weird Addiction? Oh, yeah. Warcraft, Warcraft just hit all of this guy's buttons, and yeah. nobody realized it until it was not too late, but a problem. Yeah. There's that woman who's addicted to eating couch cushions. I wonder how many of those are. <laughs> I wonder how many of those are. I, hey, wonder, 
I wonder how many of those are actually real, though. You think they're staged for that? Yeah. I mean, I know that, like, like, phagia is a thing, like, where you just have to eat things. Yeah. Like, people eat their hair and get, like... That one woman was eating her husband's ashes on that show, too. (laughs) (laughs) That is so... Uh, I don't know. There's like people that have to eat ice chips and things. Oh, I'm addicted to ice, chewing ice. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. I can't stop. Like, I mean, like, it's like odd. I guess it's not addiction. It's not like you're carrying a bottle of ice around with you. But if I have ice, it's going to be chewed. Like, it's not, (laughs) and I can't stop. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's a bad habit. It's not an addiction. Yeah, I don't. I don't care on ice with me to chew. No, it's not an addiction unless you get grumpy when you're not chewing ice. (laughs) Well, there's people that like do it so much they end up nutrient deprived because those are like the water is just leaching their system of any nutrients. Yeah, but I can't stop chewing ice. You can't. You cannot. I can't make myself stop chewing ice. (laughs) If it's on the table, I will. I have tempted to because it's bad for your teeth, and it's annoying to other individuals. And I, I will I've put. Never, I've never noticed it. Oh, really? Yeah. I will put a glass away. I, remember, I think it's because when we're together, we're usually drinking beer, and I'll put ice. I remember beer. talking about this. Yeah. But I don't remember yeah. it ever. I always chew ice. Yeah. Um, if you guys ever like, if we ever get some like ice thing delivered, uh, I always will catch myself chewing ice into my Xbox mic oh. and then like like muting it real quick. I can't, I've put the cup away from me and then suddenly it's in my hand. Like I cannot stop. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, I don't carry ice around with me. What's it called? Something phagia. There's an ice one. There's a name for well, it. Well, while you're looking that up, uh, Keith like the- Baker... Sorry, I was just gonna say like the uh, guy in Rick and Morty that can't stop eating poop. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got cropophagia or something like that. It's, it's a sign of uh, anemia. Yeah. Hmm. That doesn't surprise me either. Trying to get some iron. Yeah. Um. I just really need this poop. Oh wait, ice or poop? Ice. <laughs> Pika. Okay. Pika-phagia? Pika? Yeah. No, just doctors use the term Pika to describe craving and chewing substances that have no nutritional value, such as ice, clay, soil, or paper. I do not chew on soil or paper or clay. Ugh. Ugh. The oh, idea of. Uh, fa- phagophagia. Phagophagia? Pagophagia. There's no PH. P A G O P H A G I A. It's associated with an iron deficiency. Maybe I'm deficient in iron. I'm not. I got my butt tested. I just, I just do it. I think it's an anxiety thing. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's so Keith Baker, poop eating. <laughs> Keith Baker or Keith Keith Bakker, B A K K E R. I don't know what the double K. I'm gonna go with Bakker for Bacher. some reason. Yeah. Bakker. 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 That's it. Keith Bakker. Bakker. Uh, Bakker. Uh, he's the director of some addiction uh, consultant agency. Um, and we've kind of covered a little bit of this, uh, but he further reaffirms that unlike substance abuse, uh, biological aspect, uh, the, the biological aspect of these behavioral addictions are uncertain. Uh, research obviously shows that gambling, uh, video games, stuff like this, uh, Elevates uh, the the dopamine excretions in your brain. Um, 
uh, there's, but there's, he thinks there's a lot more to it than just how it's changing your brain chemistry. Um, he's focusing on the psychological component to it, which, which brings us to the escape. Um, so they're, they're trying to, they're trying to, this person is trying to change the way they feel about themselves by putting part of, putting part of their personality into another world. Mm-hmm. Um, into this virtual world, the co- uh, he says the cocaine addict learns. I don't like the way I feel. I, t- I can take a line of cocaine and have, you know, and have the void filled for a certain amount of time. Um, for gamers, it's a fantasy world where th- they feel more like themselves or a better version of themselves. So the more they recognize that, and the further they reaffirm it, the more they want to stay there and make that a bigger part of their life. Um, He says this is particularly troubling for children who don't yet have the, who are still working on their people-to-people skills, Um, maybe an intelligent child who, other than his popularity, has no problems, maybe he just has a hard time meeting friends, might become very dominant in a virtual world, um, where he is maybe literally, uh, you know, a king in World of Warcraft, and slowly this life becomes more appealing than his real life. But I read an this, I read a book about that, like a fantasy book about an online game where the kids like bullied at school, and then he becomes the evil warlord and thing. It was pretty huh. interesting. I can't remember the name of it. I wonder if the kids from the, yeah. the Witch in the Wardrobe were addicted to being kings when they came back and turned out to be children. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> be a hard theories. life to readjust to. Right. Um, also, we watched that video, <laughs> Neil, I sent I sent to you about that kid on uh, VR chat. That was Kermit. Yeah. That relates to that. Did you yeah. watch, end up uh, watching that one? I watched like half of it, but we were in the middle of the session when I was trying to watch gotcha. it. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, great video about a kid with ADHD who has a hard time connecting with kids. He goes into the, uh, this VR chat, and two, luckily, two really nice dudes just listen to him, and they, they crack some jokes, and they have a normal yeah. conversation. They actually, I went to their YouTube channel, and that's what they they talk to people in VR chat and make some pretty interesting oh, videos. Yeah. yeah, one of the 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 only part of it that I remember because I didn't, it was like shit was going on, but. Someone comes up and switches their thing to Kermit, mm-hmm. and the kid must have a VR thing because he's like, "Get a little of this guy," and right. he's like making like hand motions at the other guy. Yeah, yeah. There's one where he has to leave and he has to take <laughs> off his headset and everything, so it showed like his hands go up to his like head and like move it. It's like he's like this. Is, this then they were joking. They're like, "This is where Ready Player One could never be a real thing." <laughs> there, you'd see everybody. <laughs> Like moving their headsets and stuff, and when people are typing, you can see all the stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, they must have like gloves or something. But, uh, but yeah. So, uh, let's get into symptoms of which I'm gonna have some problems with. Uh, video game addiction can ruin anyone's life. Mm-hmm. Duh! Any addiction can ruin anyone's life. Mm-hmm. Uh. Children. Now we're talking about kids. Here's where behavioral disorders can start to form. Uh, children, specifically elementary school and middle school, um, who 
are allowed to play four to five hours a day. We're talking, you know, even after school or on weekends, um, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose time socializing, doing homework, playing sports, which is, I mean, that's that's your intellectual, that's your social, and that's your uh, physical. What's the other one? Physical. Yeah. Um, so obviously there is a downfall for a developing body staying on a couch and uh, playing a video game for four or five hours a day, three or four times a week. Um, but uh, so it takes away from normal social development. Uh, but spending a lot of time doesn't necessarily qualify as an addiction. Um, this guy, Becker, says 80% of the world can play games safely. I think the number's fairly higher than 80%. Um, but, I, I mean, I think it's around there. I bet 10% of the world is, you know, uh, and a lot of these comes with, comes with as I said, uh, ADD, uh, you know, other, other previously existing disorders or conditions where right. maybe social life doesn't come as easy to you or normal life, not even social, just life in general doesn't come as easy to you as you see it going for everybody else in your immediate, you know, realm. Right. So you turn to this world where you know you can do well and succeed, so why would you leave? Right. Um, uh, so the question is, uh, can you control it? Could you walk away from it at any time? Um, right. Which is a question for any addict. Um, so here are some warning signs. Uh, playing for increasing amounts of time. Done uh, it. This is this this is their bullet list. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna count if I've done the, it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Recently. Playing for increasing amount of times. Done it. Yes. Definitely. Uh, this one's stupid. Uh, thinking about gaming during other activities. Oh well, yeah, definitely Duh. done it. You think a musician doesn't think about, oh, I really want to play this song when I get home from my day yeah. job. Or yeah. the the football player goes, oh, I really want to toss some balls when I get off work. Or yeah, who blah, doesn't blah, want blah. to toss yeah, balls? I want to toss some balls. <laughs> Clearly, I don't play sports. Do you guys want to go toss some balls this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we haven't tossed balls together in a while. <laughs> uh, uh Gaming to escape from real life problems. Uh, they mentioned anxiety, anxiety or depression. Now I have a problem with this one. I think everybody needs an escape. Um, yeah. I think That's... if you if you are going through a very tough time in your life, turn to what you love the most and do it. But escapes should be temporary. Right. So I yeah. see where they're coming from. If you don't come back to face your issue, you make the problem worse. Right. Uh, this one I think is funny. Lying to friends to conceal gaming. Friends and family. I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> no, I don't, I've never done that because I'm very out about how much I like video games. Yeah. But I just, I imagine a father walking in on his son, not, he I'm knows not playing games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows, he knows he's at the computer, but he can't see the screen. What are you doing, son? Porn! Yeah. Tons of porn! <laughs> Uh, yeah, sometimes even like Courtney will come home, she'll be like, and I'll be like, I didn't do anything today but play games. <laughs> yeah, it's just, straight up honest. So you just got to get out in front of it. Right. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, and yes. Yep. 
Yeah. I know it looks like I've been playing video games all day, but and that's only because I have been. I have. <laughs> now, here is so we're no on that one. And then the other one is uh, feeling depressed or irritable when trying to cut down on gaming or being away from it for an extended period of time. I have never felt that way. I mean, no. sure, I've gone on a vacation for a week and gone, oh, man, I'm excited to play, just sit down and play some Overwatch when I get get back. But yeah. it's not like I'm shaking and I hate all my friends because <laughs> I can't play my games. Right. Yeah, for sure. I've never, like, when, like, obviously, like, when the power went out for a, a week, like, five years ago, like, it was like, oh, man, I wish I could play some games. But it was also, like, I wish I could do anything with electricity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember what I did during I probably just drank a bunch. I think we got power <laughs> back before most people did that time, though. Where were you living at that time? At uh, Shepherd. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because our power was only out for, like, three days or two and a half days or yeah, something. Yeah, I think ours was ten. Yeah. So this is another people, little... People were oh, coming sorry. over to yeah. uh, to hang out or yeah. else because we had power. That's that. All right, go ahead, Neil. <laughs> you were the powerhouse. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> um, this was another little snippet from that BBC doc, which I'm loosely calling it a doc. It was like two news segments pushed together. Also, not good as an <laughs> editor. It's just not good. Um, they they could have gone way more into it. They stayed. I guess it was only 40 minutes. I couldn't go that into it. Anyways, um, there was this artist in 2010 who had spent a year going around and he'd put kids, teenagers to like uh, middle school, middle school to early college age. He put them in front of either TV, uh, a TV set and had them watch something uh, or they'd put them in front of video games and there'd be a camera on the other side of the screen or above the screen and it would take a, a, a portrait of their face. Um, and it was pretty interesting to see how how clearly activated the video games player were, uh, video game players were as compared to the the TV movie watchers. Right. And like when you see someone and you go, oh man, that person's thinking <laughs> like right. really hard. It was all that. Uh, but there was one kid that stuck with me. He was pretty young. He looked. I mean, he was sixth grade if he was even in middle school. Um, and he had been playing video games for a while, but for some reason, this kid, when he starts playing video games, his brain just forgets to blink. So his eyes just start crying. What? That's wild. And he, he was like, a uh, he was a darker skinned child. So the tears were, I'm thinking about this aesthetically. They really contrasted against yeah. his face and it was almost a haunting in- image. Huh? Uh, but so, he looked super happy. That was the weird part about it. Yeah, that's that's odd. When I uh, so you're yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. When I would play games like uh, Guitar Hero and Rock Band and stuff, I forget to blink. Oh yeah, you can't blink during those. <laughs> but at least <laughs> you it's can only a couple minutes. Definitely blink. You can't blink. You can definitely blink. But uh, yeah, I would finish uh, this. I mean, I don't have this problem anymore. But I would finish songs and stuff and, and i'd be like, like one of the oh, my eyes are so dry and he's like oh god oh god <laughs> have you guys ever been playing a game and then realized you haven't relaxed your face in a long time and then you like relax your face like oh yeah <laughs> no <laughs> sometimes that happens to me um but sometimes i'll look at courtney while she's playing games i'm like relax your face she's like all scrunched up i'm like my god yeah that'll that, happen for me that only time. happens to me 
That happened to me when we were playing uh, uh, for the 24 video game hour for yeah. Extra Life. Oh, yeah. The marathon, we were playing uh, uh, Human Fall Flat, and we were just freaking laughing so hard <laughs> when it when it stopped. We had way too much fun in that yeah. game. Oh, oh. That's funny. Um, but uh, let's go to South Korea. Oh, no. So... <laughs> In South, Co- in, in South Korea, in 2010, 2011, the government put a huge emphasis on um, pushing broadband internet to their entire country, regardless of poverty uh, area. If you lived in a place where they could get it to you, you were going to have high-speed internet. Um, this would allow more people to shop online, which boosts the economy, blah, blah, blah. Whole bunch of benefits. I think it ended up boosting their economy by like three percent, which is a lot for an entire country. Um, Sorry, so no, we lost I think we you. just lost you fully. Are you there? Oh well, I'm recorded, so I'm not going to say it again for you. No, cool. No, we just want to make sure. Yeah, you just went away. For- South Korea got the internet to everyone to help their economy. There you go. Bullet point. <laughs> and we need to do that here, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. That was. 2010, 2011, Um, uh, it even, so uh, if you've ever heard of it, they have PC cafes, or they're called PC banks, where you can go and you pay by the hour to sit in front of a computer with high-speed internet and play. Um, A lot of people have it at their house, too, but if you go to a cafe, you can be with your friends in the same place, so there's a draw there. It even, they even went so far as to put internet connections on their uh, commuter trains, so when you're coming to and from school or work, you can log in and play a game. Hmm. Um, this also comes with uh, South Korea being a very different civil uh, culture than ours, where uh, competitive gaming is is seen. They're athletes. Uh, they're respected. Um, they make a good amount of money. They're celebrities. Um, where we're kind of getting there, but I don't think we're ever going to be South Korea about it. Um, but anyways, uh, it, it's it's a, a big problem there, uh, and has been for some bit. Um, they have detox camps for kids, um, which basically they take them away from technology. They just put them in a room, or not, they put them in nature, the opposite of a room, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> they go on nature walks, and they hang out with other kids that have, uh, that also have issues, so they... They kind of learn to socialize at their own pace, and I'm thinking, like, wouldn't they just make new gaming friends? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, uh, but no, a, lo- a lot of them are are helpful. Um, there were a couple testimonials in this doc. Um, um, but some of the more, and originally this episode was going to be about weird video game related deaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I found a bunch of them, but guys, they're not, there's no fun twist. And it's not like it's he died, a- but he got the high score or <laughs> something like that. He got the high score. So it's just people, <laughs> they quit, they quit eating, right? Basically, or drinking. They, they basically quit. Uh, yeah. They, uh, usually with the younger kids, it's their parents are away and they forget to take care of themselves and they mm. die. Um, through some heart failure or something like that. And then there were an alarming amount of stories of people that were just like, I'm done with life, death by death by games. 
I'm just gonna play until I die. Um, Dang. There's a f- there's a photo of a Korean man um, bent over in his computer chair with his hand one hand on his heart and the other one reaching for his mouth mouse. Dang. Uh, he was playing StarCraft. Wow. Um, the the biggest downer. Um, there's a also in South Korea. There's a troubled child or a troubled couple who. Uh, were previously, I mean, I, I think the wife had a couple existing conditions, but she was a functioning adult alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got married. They had a kid. The kid came a month or so too early, mm-hmm. and apparently that's kind of a, it's a faux pas in a small, I don't want to say Korean culture, a small amount of Korean culture or some part of it. Um, so they were kind of, they were shamed, and uh, they ended up spending... 12 to 16 hours a day at a PC bang across the street from their house playing this game called Prius online with mm-hmm. each other. Um, they did it so much so that they're, they forgot to ch- feed their child and he died of mal- malnutrition. Oh, that's super um, sad. The sadly ironic thing is that Prius online is a game about two parents trying to protect a child. Uh, so they were trying to do it virtually, which the I'm only reason really. I bring this the only reason I bring that up is it feeds into the, the this is how I get out of my real life right. is I can do everything I need to do and feel good about myself in this other world. Right. Yeah. And it's so, easier to take care of a virtual child than a real child too. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, and you get to fight monsters with swords and guns way better than changing a diaper. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but it's not just Korea. Um, obviously, America has these issues too. Um, I don't know how to say this name. I think it's uh, Burn B Y B Y R N E. Burn, yeah. It's Burn, right? Like David Burn. Yeah. Um, so this this is his middle name. The, uh, the parents and family did this interview uh, with anonymity. Um, they just gave out their middle names and I'm like, Burns a pretty unique middle name, especially spelled that way. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, there was a kid, Burn. Uh, he was diagnosed with ADD. Um, the kid lives. I'll tell you that right now. It's not that kind of story. No more deaths in this episode. Um, (laughs) uh, his parents, uh, he had a hard time connecting with kids, found video games, played them a lot with his brother, his older brother. Um, when his older brother went to college, um, the kid kept playing games. Uh, and he, f- he, his parents found that when he got done with longer and longer sessions, as they started to track his time, he would be more standoffish and temperamental and violent. And violent from like an elementary kid, you know, not right, not a full grown teenager coming at you. Um. Uh, but. <clears throat> Uh, they found that he would uh, he would find he would randomly say a sentence and it would have nothing to do in context of the conversation they were having. And Weird. they later found out that it was just random lines of dialogue from his video game that would just come out of his mouth at random times. Uh, and this feeds into when he talked to a therapist, he was talking about his school bell, his school dismissal bell. Um, which was just like a two-tone boo-boo. Right. Um, which had the same exact, uh, which was picked pitch perfect with whatever game he was playing, um, that signaled a new friend joining the game. Right. 
Uh, and this is a phenomena called GTP, Game Transfer Phenomena, uh, in which boundaries between reality and a game start to blur. Um, wow. There's a New York... I yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Um, there's a New York psychotherapist who uh, recounted a story. Um, one of the very first gamers he treated, uh, he didn't know this kid had GTP. Um, but the kid came in and sat down, um, and he looked normal. Then all of a sudden his, his, his eyes started to dart and he looked scared and he, he, uh, held his knees and the boy blinked up and then down. And then he looked at the, the therapist and he said, are you, are you okay? Do you know why you're here? And the boy said, is this still the game? So how old how old is he? Did you say? He's a teenager. Oh, jeez. So it is a problem for some people. Again, both of these people had uh, pre-existing seems... conditions, right? Yeah. Um, but the, those are the people that are prone to get this disease. Yeah, it sounds like it, like a form of schizophrenia or something like that. It, it absolutely, it's an auditory hallucination. Yeah, which that's wild. The more and more that comes into your your condition. The more schizophrenic behaviors you'll start to show. But uh, here's here's the wrap up. Uh, the strange phenomena of behavioral slash these tech addictions is that we have to learn with it. And we're never gonna someone who has this problem is never going to be able to completely avoid it. You know, Blizzard can put a World of Warcraft. Uh, uh, billboard wherever they want. If you if you look right. at the internet, there's probably going to be an ad for a new mobile game. Or I mean, Red Dead Redemption had had a freaking New York City block lined with advertisements. Yeah, and it's the same video. I mean, it's the same as like with alcohol. You know, there's alcohol advertisements everywhere. Absolutely. Um. So it's this weird weird addiction where you can't avoid it, so you have to learn how to use it responsibly. Um, but that means being able to use a computer without use, without playing a game. Um, it's comparable to an alcohol alcoholic saying, yeah, I'm just going to have one. You know, right. It's never just one. It's also very similar to food addiction. You need to eat. You need to use a computer. But you just have to avoid excess. Right. For sure. But bottom line, it's pretty new. More research is needed and mm. definitely coming. I think it is a thing. I think a lot of these numbers are kind of arbitrary. Yeah. Um, but it was an interesting dive. Yeah, that is it, uh, it is interesting. And um, I had a question here at the end. Uh, why do you think gaming is any different than another hobby, art or music or sports or comedy? Um. And I think a little bit of that is the existing stigma that comes with being a video gamer, with being a nerd. Yeah. They don't see the benefits you get from gaming the same as they see the benefits you get out of needing to learn how to play the song on guitar. Right. Or yeah. needing. I think it's, I think it's less. Ahead. I think it's less that, and I think it's more just how popular video games are and how much mm -hmm. they how popular they become. It's more. It's more prevalent because games are more pr like prolific and ubiquitous. So it's because it's so 
games are so ubiquitous, this thing happens more. So, like, it's easier to, like, see someone playing video games addictively than it is to see someone who is, like, ritualistically playing their guitar. Right. Yeah. um, It's interesting. Um, Yeah, so there's... I'm, like, I'm looking up, like, people addicted to playing the guitar, and there's definitely cases of that. You know, so I think it's just... Yeah, I think it's kind of on, on par with Clinton... Just a prevalence of it mm-hmm. kind of right. amplifies itself. But I do think that they are probably more likely to over diagnose, over diagnose, yeah. and say people have a because problem of because of the stigma. And the, yeah, um, yeah. I, I was reading a little bit of the articles. I found some. You, if you can just search, you just search psychologists against um, gaming addiction, and there's quite a few articles come up about the same people. Um, basically, their whole thing is that it should just be labeled addiction. There shouldn't be game. It makes it pretty specific. They say like addiction is the thing and just to slap gaming on it is silly. Cause you can come addicted to anything. Yeah. It's just that that's what they chose and saying that people that are interested in games will then get diagnosed with this thing or like that's their hobby or that's their, like yeah. they're a gaming enthusiast that they're going to get slapped with this label when they're not truly addicted. So, yeah, um, there was a guy in the BBC doc, he was a video game, he was in the industry, and he was like, this is par for the course, uh, when t- television became a big thing in households, people thought everybody was addicted to it, when, uh, I Brady. forgot what, it, it was the waltz, when when the waltz happened, so we're talking, I don't know, when did people learn how to waltz, uh, the roaring no like the industrial era i don't know when the Got waltz it, came the about the waltz is older than that 1850s or something i think it might even be like 1700s i don't know um let's see keep talking the sock hop like, came around in the 1920s yeah people people thought that the youths were just yeah 17th century lost to the waltz <laughs> yeah i mean i mean you see things Have about you heard about listomania that should happen <laughs> what's that uh, I know the song. Yeah, what? so it's based on like an actual thing. Mm-hmm. Franz Liszt, the composer, uh, and they think it might have been some kind of bacterial infection. I oh, guess. where people danced like, till the, they died. Yeah, the yeah. most recent like thing. But I guess there's been like recorded events of this happening yeah. across time. But yeah, there was like a concert that Franz Liszt put on, and everyone like danced. Not till they died. I don't oh. think of that one, but like I know there's exhaustion. And, I know there's been people dance till they die there was some kind of weird thing like a thing and there was also or it might have been they laughed till they died one of the two (laughs) maybe both have happened probably um was characterized by intense levels of hysteria demonstrated by hmm. fans Uh, i mean that reminds me of beatles mania which clearly comes out of that i mean think about like even people thought people were going to be addicted to books yeah you know what i mean so People are just scared of new things. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Any new but thing that I, comes out. Overall, I, I am excited to see what comes out of this. I do want to say that there were a lot of things I read about. What what I really took out of this is how much video games can affect a developing mind and body. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough, like, because just grow like raising kids is tough there's a lot of stuff in the world that's gonna mess with your brain as it's developing you know 
your phones, TV, you have all this, like, um, just bombardment of yeah, information. But, and just stimuli yeah. constantly, which is pretty new. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I think if there's any, I think Stardew, I'm trying to think of any games I've ever been like, felt like I had any kind of addiction to. Stardew was definitely one, and then Hearthstone, for sure. I'd stay up so late playing Hearthstone and just one more game, one more game, and it'd be like three in the morning and I have to work the next day or spending money on it for sure yeah i don't know i don't get i'm like i know i don't have like a gambling addiction Mm because like gambling yeah a lot of tickets doesn't do anything for me loot boxes don't really do anything for me no uh but yeah i mean i can't think of any games that i'm like oh i need to like do this beyond like those first initial days like when you get a game and it's new and it's exciting there's never been a game for me that's like had like a month or more of that right yeah i'm trying to think yeah Hearthstone, i can't I mean, think I of a game that's like i for this to be addiction i'm i'm thinking you stick with it for at least a year otherwise mm. you weren't that addicted to it i can't think of a game that truly i needed to play for a year yeah i mean we played overwatch for quite a while um yeah we died off and come back though yeah. Yeah, Hearthstone has to be my, my number one for sure. I played it every day for like two and a half years, and yeah, even when I was on vacation because I had the phone, my phone, I did like my quests every day, like spent a lot of money on it. So, yeah. But do you regret it? No, no, I don't regret it. And like even when I looked at like how much money I spent and divided it by how much time I got out of that game, like it wasn't really that much. Yeah. It was just because I was playing it every single day. I think I and you that. never you never snapped at me when you weren't playing it. So okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I think, like, and it didn't, like, keep me. I didn't, like, not go to work because of the game or whatever. Um, but I think I spent ended up spending, like, $750 on it total over two and a half years. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. So, like, every, it's, like, a dollar a day or something like that. Yeah. So, I could, it could be cigarettes, right? Could be meth. Could be mess. Yeah, let's That's try a, that for a while. <laughs> to see, see how addicting yeah. it truly is. That's what I was saying. People That's, say they get addicted to it, but I don't believe it. That's how I know that it's cigarettes are head. addicting. Is I see people out in this smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah, driving over here, I saw some people on their porch smoking cigarettes, and I was like, no way. I played that game. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do not. There's like that's that's an addiction for sure. Yeah, but even like that wasn't that bad for me. Was when I finally quit. Smoking cigarettes wasn't yeah. that bad. No. I just yeah. don't think I have it. An addictive kind of personality. Yeah, it depends for me. All right, uh, let's. We do have a listener comment. It's more of a question. Um, then why'd you call it a comment? Because it's I don't know. <laughs> this is you from. You, let's Matt. hurry up! I gotta get back to games. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's getting violent. Uh, this is from Matt H. Uh, he says he's only on episode eight. He's listening through, um, nice. and I looked episode. Oh, thanks, Matt. Yeah, episode eight is this is not your Matt though, Neil. It's not my Matt either. No, it's Matt H. I don't want to give out people's names. Um, <laughs> I know my Matt's last name guess. by uh, the way. Matt, I didn't know if you had heard me, Matt Harambe. Yep, Matt Harambe. Oh, that's mm. a good guess. Uh, so he <laughs> is guess. for reference. Eight has got to go fast. It's our episode about speed running. Okay. His question, and I, I gave him the answer to this, kind of, um, 
just overthink. He said, I'm wondering if you guys ever touch on the game Seven Days to Die. I'm curious to hear about any experience you've had with the PC version. If you play the new alpha release that dropped at the end of 2018. I have not played this game. I have not even heard of it. Oh, I was wondering, because I think it might be on Game Pass. Seven Days to Die? Yes. Um, it is yeah, a horror I've... survivor survival game. And you know I'm not a horror guy, so Matt doesn't know that yet. <laughs> he hasn't made it to Halloween to, episode. Yep, yep, for sure. Uh, so you spawn in a randomly generated world, and you have to survive as long as possible against the elements and zombie hordes. Oh, I do like zombies, though. Some of you would like this game. As a survival game, the player is in constant need of water and food for substance, as well as being vulnerable to injury and illness. Uh, So it's similar to Minecraft, it says, allowing for simple building, destruction of objects in a a physics uh, simulated environment, Uh, things like that. Sounds like it's not my cup of tea. Multiplayer, you love Minecraft, though. Multiplayer is available through player-hosted servers and enables multiple players to interact and communicate with each other in a single world. Uh, interactions could be competitive, uh, cooperative or hostile, depending on the options. So it sounds kind of interesting. It might be something I'm interested in. Uh, but yeah, it's let me on, see if it's out for Mac. It's yeah. Well, it's on Mac. It's on Xbox One. It's on PS4. Oh, it's on Xbox One. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, no, I haven't had any experience with it, Matt. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, it does look like I didn't. I saw it was a horror game, so I was like, "Nope, not for me." But zombies, yeah. So, in uh, in twenty three episodes, when you hear this, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll play it, up, it by then. Keep it up, Matt. <laughs> maybe we'll play it by then. Yeah, but as it's of thirty now, bucks, it's only like seven dollars on Steam. That's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Oh well. Well, maybe someday it'll go to Game Pass or be, and we'll check it out. But um, it's uh, it's it's by it's by the developer is called the Fun Pimps. Okay. So you know it's got to be good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've heard people say they enjoy it, but yeah, it's got well, great ratings. I'm actually interested. Uh, Matt, I'll look into it. Yeah, for sure. Um. So that's all our listener comments. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you can comment on iTunes or whatever. Rate us on iTunes if you like us. That helps people find the podcast. And email us at gamegoosepodcast at gmail.com. If you don't like us, don't rate us, please. Yeah, if you don't like us, just just, just keep your mouth shut. Oh, and, and it also occurs shut. to me now that I should have put like a, hey, do you or someone you know think you have a problem? <laughs> Call this number. Um, I, so I'll just say Google it. There's <laughs> definitely a helpline out there. I Googled helplines, addiction, hotlines. And they were all for drugs and alcohol. I couldn't find. I'm sure you could probably call that, and they would be able to like direct. That's true. That's or true. just be like, "I'm addicted to something." Right. Like, right. I need help, and they'd be like, "Answer it, marijuana." It's probably actually. I bet you the gambling hotline would probably be the yeah. best one. Yeah. That's probably a good. So. Good choice. All right. Uh, well, Neil, what do you got to say over there before we go? I'm a dick. I'm addicted to you. <laughs> Who's that? Who's that again? Isn't that Hoobastank? Uh, that was Neil. <laughs> uh, that was Neil. <laughs> uh, coming to you live into your ear holes. <laughs> Neil Brower with Neil. I'm a dick. I, I think it's uh, I think it's Hoobastank. Hoobastank. What a name. All right, Clinton, what do you got to say? Oh, I hope it warms up. No, it's simple plan. <laughs>
We just had a lot of really loud answers today. Doom. Simple plan. <laughs> yeah, I hope it warms up. Uh, yeah, no kidding. If you're if out not, there, stay warm. If, if not you're, tomorrow, yeah. then the day after. Yeah, tomorrow's supposed to be the same. Yeah, I have tomorrow off, so yeah. I'm, not, I'm not doing shit. Both of our toilets are frozen. We'll just toilet here. You just, just drive over. over. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll uh, don't don't freeze to death out there. Mm-hmm. And if you see someone, say someone. Is that the same? <laughs> Is that how that goes? Yeah, that's what that's what we say in the subways in right. New York. Hey, if you see someone, say, it's just the subway is just a whole bunch of people saying that all the time. <laughs> if you see someone, say someone. Uh, but what's good for the goose, good for the gander. Cool. It's kind of the mantra. Um, play games responsibly, I guess. You're probably not addicted, but, but if, if you, you are, are, stop. Yeah. <laughs> It's that easy. It's it's, come on, just stop. <laughs> hey, just stop. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's not that easy. So get some help. Get some help. Or just enjoy games. Unless it's detrimental. Unless it's detrimental to your health or your family or your bank account. Well, I mean, it's always detrimental to our bank accounts, but yeah. really bad. Like, yeah. I did forget to eat the other day when we were playing Minecraft, but I think it was just because I wasn't hungry. <laughs> I went to bed. I was like, I didn't have dinner. <laughs> I haven't eaten since lunch, but it's okay. I probably could. I I think I I got enough stored up in me. Yeah, <laughs> probably all right. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you uh, next week. If uh, if we haven't died from the cold, yeah. <laughs> if they don't find me frozen to a park bench outside or something. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, guys. And if they have, it'll just be me. (laughs) (laughs) Be be safe out there, guys. If you're cold, if you're warm, enjoy it. Be thankful. Yeah. All right. Catch you later. (laughs)